Being on the front lines in the fight to educate the next generation is tough. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with important updates, encouragement, and connection. Welcome to the Institute Leaders Lifeline. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Institute Leaders Lifeline. My name is Mike Sinclair, Deputy Superintendent for School Support at the Charter Institute at Erskine, and I want to welcome you. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about risk. It's going to tie into last week's episode where we talked about putting first things first. We talked about making decisions. Sometimes you can get caught in the symptoms and you don't get to the core of the conflict you're trying to solve. Well, today we're going to go a little bit further into that and say you can't avoid the conflict. It's part of being a leader. And so you have to embrace it. So before we get into that content, I do want to showcase two of our schools in the Institute. First, in the upstate of South Carolina, Clinton, South Carolina. Thornwell Charter School. It's located on the campus of an old group or orphanage in the area. Beautiful granite buildings. They have a farm. They got lots of programs for the parents and the students' children in that area. Now, the school there has recently been converted into a charter school. And today, Ms. Melissa Moore is the principal. If you want to find out how they were able to revitalize the school and really bring energy around the academics and a growing athletic program, I'm going to put in the show notes how you can get in touch with Melissa Moore, principal at Thornwell Charter School. Now, let's go down to the PD at Virtus Academy of South Carolina. Ms. Shamika Nero is the principal there, and they have a really neat program for their students. Well, their students can actually contract as a group with some of the teachers to produce bulletin boards. Now, teachers, you know what it's like to develop a bulletin board, and sometimes that's just extra work you you don't want to get into. Well, these students can help you out. What is teaching these students is a little bit about business, but a lot about working with clients to produce a great product. Well, you know, that's not found in our curriculums these days. And so these students are getting an advantage to learn this skill. And you know it's going to help them out as they get into high school and then move on into college or the workplace. So kudos to Miss Nero and her team down at Virtus Academy of South Carolina. Let's get into today's uh, episode content. We're going to talk about risk. Leadership comes with risk. You know, a lot of people often believe they want to be leaders. Sometimes they're misled by the public persona of leadership. You know, they can look at a leader and think, I can do that better. But you know, what differentiates a leader from somebody that's just chasing a title is being able to handle the hidden pressure, being able to deal with those unseen risks that your organization takes. So I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that. You know, Webster defines risk as someone or something that creates or suggests a hazard. So by definition, a leader has to face hazards. Now let's talk about a quote by Thomas Aquinas. He's talking about a sea captain. So Thomas Aquinas says, if the highest aim of a captain was to preserve the ship, he would never leave the port. Actually, he said he would just keep it in port. Well, when we talk about that, even the strongest ship, even the most skilled captain, once you leave the safety of a port, you're open to all of these unforeseen uh, situations and um, characteristics of the sea and things. Your ship is going to be put at risk, and you as the leader, as the captain, are going to have to make those decisions. 
It makes me think a little bit about risk when uh, Mike Rowe shared a story in an episode of um, his podcast one time, and he talked about car manufacturers. And he said, you know, we always hear prior safety is our first priority. And to summarize his idea, in reality, safety is probably more like third, because if safety was really our first priority, we wouldn't build cars in the first place, because cars are risky. Cars technically put people's lives in danger. But that's not really an option. We're going to build cars. We need cars. We need trucks. We need these vehicles. So we're willing to take the risk because we know the outcome is worth it. So the job of the leader is to mitigate that risk. So let's get into that a little bit. Why did I choose these two views to share on this episode of the podcast? Well, as a leader, it's very easy to cave or give into the tendency to become 100% risk averse, you know, to avoid risk at all costs. But as a leader, you have to take chances. You have to allow your team to step into situations and make decisions where you're not certain exactly what that outcome is going to be or that you might get pushback. So you've got to step into those. Now, mitigating risk is critical. I am not by any means suggesting go blindly into everything, putting all idea of risk aside and jumping in with two feet. No, mitigating that risk is very important. But as a leader, you can't get caught up in worrying about every little detail and trying to adjust your plan to tweak out all risk. No, you have to allow yourself and your team to step into these risks and not be paralyzed. And that's really what I was referring to at the opening about last week. We talked about it's easy to cave into emotions and let them impact our decisions or worry about others' opinions and cave into that and not make these decisions. That can paralyze us. And if we go through that filter of our decision-making, it's going to paralyze you. I promise you, you'll get so caught up in all of the different variables, you'll forget that there's work to be done. There's a decision to be made. So today I'm encouraging you, embrace that risk. Mitigate some of those factors, but you have to go in. That's your job as a leader. You have to empower your team to step into those opportunities. It's tempting to think that you measure your success by not having any problems and everybody feels successful and everybody has great feedback. You know, sometimes we think that when we have our team members, employees, staff members, whatever you call your organization's members, we think when people bring us their problems, there must be something wrong. I've got to fix this. My organization is not optimal. It's not being efficient. It's not being effective. Well, Colin Powell actually had a quote on this, and, and I love his quotes. If you ever need a good leadership quote, tag something from Colin Powell. He has some great uh, information there. He says, the day, he says, let me back up a little bit. I quote, leadership is solving problems. The day soldiers stop bringing you their problems is the day you have stopped leading them. They have either lost confidence that you can help or they've concluded that you don't care. And either case is a failure of leadership. Let me read that one more time. Leadership is solving problems. The day soldiers stop bringing you their problems is the day you have stopped leading them. They have either lost confidence in you 
uh, that you can help or they've concluded that you do not care. And either case is a failure of leadership. So I shared earlier in this episode, a leader must anticipate risks. They must know that they have to push into creativity, push into innovation. That's what will differentiate you from other people. And taking these risks will inherently lead to problems that need solutions. So the leader has to know these problems are going to come to them from their team members. Now, I'm going to say two things here. One, if your team members only bring you positive feedback, then here's some things you need to worry about. First, are they bringing you these feedback? this feedback because they just want you to feel good about them or feel good about yourself? Are they bringing you only positive feedback because they're only checking boxes and they're not really pushing the envelope? They're not really getting into that. They're not really processing what you want them to do to push themselves forward. You need to challenge them. You need to look at, are you able to uh, get that feedback from them and help them solve these problems? So they're, they're, they're giving you two things by bringing you this feedback. One, they're telling you, I'm pushing my limits. I'm getting into areas that I'm not necessarily totally prepared for. You want them to get into this creativity. You want to encourage them to get there. But they're also giving you feedback saying, I trust you as a leader. I trust your feedback. I trust you have my best interests and this organization's best interests at heart. So I'm coming to you for help. Both of those are true. They're pushing themselves and they trust you. Those are two elements of true leadership. So don't see these problems as an issue with your organization. See them as a strength. See them as a chance for you to feel good about this environment, this culture that you have created. So as you enter this week, I'm going to challenge you. Embrace the problems that come your way and give your attention to your team members that bring you those problems. They respect you. You're their leader. Know that problems will arise. There are not signs of weakness. They are not signs of failure. But your response to those problems and your team members have a large impact on the success of your organization. How you reply, how you respond to these team members says a lot about the success of your organization. We are on a journey of collective leadership, and I'm so glad that you've joined me. So, in the next couple of weeks, in the month of October, we're going to add some interviews. And our first interview is going to be with our superintendent, Mr. Cameron Runyon. So I can't wait to get that filmed and put that out for you to consume uh, some of that content. I'm just excited about uh, opportunities that we have to share with you and for you to share back with us. So make sure you make some comments. Make sure you email me. I'd love to hear about your ideas and get feedback on how we can support you and grow our impact as leaders in the state of South Carolina and around the Southeast. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode. Take care of yourself and take care of those you lead. Be sure to follow the Institute on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Erskine Charters. We'll have all of these resources, including this podcast, many stories of our schools and other things. So check us out. The opinions expressed within the content are solely the authors and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of the Charter Institute at Erskine or its affiliates.